0: On R2C2, CeCe Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The MLB season is in full swing and you can step up to the plate with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, bet the live same-game parlays for every MLB game and track your game and bets live with box scores and play-by-play. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in DC and present in select states. Gambling problem Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents
2: technique with Tom slicing an
1: english muffin with a butter blade balderdash just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor for each one is unique like
3: a snowflake
4: <laughs> thomas's
3: huzzah a toast to breakfast
1: rocking. I'm rolling. How in the world did the Yankees hold on to win that game? How in the world did that happen? I mean, geez, from Chapman throwing a wild pitch, Cruz coming up again, then DJ LeMayu fighting the catwalk, giving you shades of Louis Castillo. Oh, I need a Xanax. I need a Pepto-Bismol. I need a scotch. That's what the Yankees have done here in 2021. And tonight, folks, was a terrific, terrific, terrific night of New York baseball. And the reason I decided to fire up the bad boy green room is because there was some monster news involving the New York Yankees and a trade. And it's Joey Gallo coming to the Bronx. None of the Yankee top five prospects for now involved in a trade couple of guys who the Yankees think highly of, but all in all, they're not giving up an arm and a leg to go get themselves a premier lefty power hitter. Now, let me make this clear about Gallo. I'm lukewarm on the player. I love the fact that he's a lefty. I love the fact that he is a terrific defender and he gets on base a ton and he's got a boatload of power. I am not in love with the fact that Joey Gallo strikes out a zillion times. And I know the K rate, Karabas couldn't wait to tweet it out and poke some fun at the Yankee fan. It's like 28 or 30 for his career. It's absurdly high. But Gallo will serve a purpose for the Yankees. They'll have him for the next year and a half. And he's got the sort of swing that is tailor made for Yankee Stadium. Tailor made for Yankee Stadium. I don't love Gallo as a player. I understand why the Yankees are making this move. I cannot bash this move. Like, for example, Trevor story to the Yankees makes no sense. At least Gallo now, as a left-handed bat, provides you that sort of pop that you desperately need. Okay, before we get to reaction, which I see is off the rails right now, got to get to the Mets. What a win for the Mets. Between Drury hitting a home run, pinch hitting in the bottom half for the seventh inning, and then how about the swing there in the ninth inning? Diaz did everything in his power to try and blow that game. Lead off double. Then the base hit and Conforto with the throw of the year. And I got no problem with the Atlanta Braves sending the runner. Ron Washington coaching aggressive. No problem with that. Sometimes baseball is about bang, bang plays. That was a bang, bang play. Credit Conforto, credit the Mets, worked out. But even the Sandoval ball. Folks, I thought that ball was in the gap. I mean, watching the game here, I got the two TVs going on. I got up out of my seat. I'm like, that's in the gap. Pilar, shaded perfectly. Metrics, perfect. And the Mets end up getting a much-needed win. They have now split the first four games of this five-game series. You take that. You take that. Yankees take the first two, keep pace with Oakland, Joey Gallo, Yankee, like it, don't love it. And I want more moves, whether that is another left-handed bat, a bullpen arm, I do not get the sense the Yankees will be in on a starting pitcher because I think they're going to say Severino and the return eventually of Corey Kluber are going to be their moves for a starter. I do not think the Yankees get a starter, but I tell you this somebody like Max Kepler still fits this team. You want to still call the Chicago Cubs about Anthony Rizzo? I'm all in. I hope the Yankees have another move up their
5: sleeve. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with
1: your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake.
4: (laughs) Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with $25,000 tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube car more to find coupons and start an instant online estimate. Visit JiffyLube.com. All
1: right, let's hit the calls. Edward right out of the gate leading us off. What's up, Eddie?
4: Hey, left the um, Yankees raise game in, at the chop. And, uh, the game was electric and had us in the after in the extras and the whole um whole DJ fiasco at the end of the game and the wild pitch and um I was just wondering was what what do you know the reason why Florial was taken out and why Judge was scratched
1: Well nobody knows why Judge is scratched yet um I'm still waiting for post game so when I hear Boone or I hear somebody from the Yankees maybe they'll have a better answer for me I thought Florial was taken out of the game because I assumed he was going to be a part of that trade with Texas. As far as I know right now, Eddie, he's not a part of that particular trade. So I, I think we'll get some more info as the night or the day rolls on. But, I mean, my first thought was, all right, the Yankees are going to move for real.
4: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. We were all talking about it. Everyone, some some fans were like, we we got go, we got go. They're all excited. I, I'm, I agree with you. I, I don't... I'm not the biggest fan of Gallo because um, we don't need another striking out slugger, but uh, hopefully, hopefully he brings something.
1: Well, I'll tell you what he's going to bring, Eddie. Appreciate it, man. Good start. Lefty power. The Yankees have been in need of a left-handed power hitter for a long, long time. Joey Gallo's got a swing that is tailor-made for Yankee Stadium. They did not give up an arm and a leg to get him. Lefty, power, and you know what else I like about Gallo? He is a good defender. But I can't ignore the strikeouts. To say this is like a slam dunk acquisition for the Yankees, it's not a slam dunk move with the way he strikes out like crazy. I'm watching this LeMayu play again. How in the world did he not drop that ball? I mean, the focus that you got to have, it hits the catwalk. I mean, this dopey Tropicana field. I can't stand that place. And it's pretty amazing. The Yankees are going to have a winning record at Tropicana field this year. Who would have dunked it with the way they played last year at that dump? Oh my god, I hate that place. Ah, my the Yankees. I mean, my goodness, they'll drive you to drink night after night with this team. Fifty-two of fifty-three the games this year, two runs or less. Insane. Let's head to Ford Park. Our buddy Justin, what up, Jay?
6: JJ, what's going on, brother?
1: Justin, very eventful night, bro. We had to fire up the green room, man. That's what we do around here. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. The tequila is flowing. Oh, very nice. I had a I'll be honest, I wasn't planning on having a beverage tonight. As the Yankee game proceeded, I said, "Oh eh, the hell with that. I got to crack open a Kona. I got to calm my nerves a little bit, bro." But hey, our baseball team finally has a little lefty power. What a concept.
6: To fit the sta- to, to fit their stadium, it's about damn time, but I'm with you. You got to get Max Kepler. He's a better uh I, I, I like this kid Allen, I do, but I don't think he's the long-term solution. I'd rather have Kepler out there, to be honest with you. Um, and maybe this will put a fire on the Stanton, because if I'm the Yankees, I move this guy down in the lineup now that you got Joey Gallo on this team.
1: Oh, no question, Justin. No question about it. And, and thinking about what the lineup will look like, LeMayu is still going to lead off. I still expect Aaron Judge, because of his on-base prowess, to stay in the two-hole. And you know the analytic guys and gals love the idea of the best hitter hitting second That's something I actually agree with when it comes to analytics. I know a lot of people don't like that. I agree with that. I think that's actually smart baseball. Then I would put Gallo in the three spot. But I'll tell you guys, been swinging it really, really nicely. Torres, finally, Justin, is starting to look like the Gleyber Torres we saw in 2019.
6: And I'll be honest with you. I'd even move Gio O'Shell up and then back Stanton sixth. Because I'm telling you, Stanton is lost out there, man. He's got like the the dark cloud over his eyes. He's killing me.
1: Yeah, it's so strange, Justin. You know, and I heard Kay and O'Neill. They were talking about this during a broadcast. Guys go through slumps. I don't care who you are in baseball. Guys are going to go through ups and downs. But when Stanton is cold, bro, nobody looks worse than Giancarlo Stanton when he's ice cold. Nobody.
6: Absolutely. And I'm telling you, this guy, Nestor Cortez,
1: what a performance by this guy. At night after night, man,
6: he makes These guy's very uncomfortable at the plate. He throws strikes. I'm telling you, this guy's got to stay in the rotation.
1: Justin, that's why I don't get the sense the Yankees are going to be in a hurry to make a move for a starting pitcher because here's what they're going to tell you. Cortez is throwing it well. Jamison Tyon's throwing it well. They like what they've seen with Montgomery. Uh, Herman is coming off, maybe his, well, not maybe, definitely his best start of the year against Boston and you have Sevy and you have Kruber waiting in the wings. They're adding an arm to me. Go get another bullpen arm. Now, I know they're getting this lefty reliever back from Texas. He has decent numbers. I haven't seen much of him. For me to tell you this is going to be some big pickup, I have no idea. Let me see him pitch and then get back to me. But I want the Yankees getting another bat. That, to me, is what I'm prioritizing. Like Allen, fine, but go get me another lefty bat to balance this lineup out that much more. I mean, Keppel
6: had a great game today. I mean, he would be fitting great. I mean, uh, I, I just think that guy has good on-base percentage, gets on base a lot, walks. I think he'd fit the bill great. Now left, another lefty bat. And like here's the other thing, times, Justin. And you get that lefty-righty balance. It makes it much more harder in the 6th, 7th, 8th inning where these games are won. Look at these games against Tampa, okay? And it's always a bullpen game. With them. You try to face that lineup with all that flexibility, it's going to be a big time trouble for that team to beat up. All
1: right, it's a lot tougher. Justin, excellent, excellent point. Excellent, excellent call as always. Tampa's got all these nasty right handed relievers Kittridge, Fairbanks. I mean, they're going through guy after guy after guy. You're going to be tougher to pitch to if you got lefties in the lineup. Guy like Gallo, listen, he's going to strike out a ton, he's a lefty presence. That's why I can't hate on this move. If it was Story, and I like Story as a player, he fits the Yankees terribly. Gallo, because he's a lefty, yeah, that matters. I know some people say, and this is where I disagree with the analytics community, oh, it doesn't matter, Ba blah, blah, over 162 it plays out. Well, I've seen it for the Yankees in the playoffs, against Evaldi, against Tampa. You need balance in that lineup, folks. You need it. Let's head to Michael. He's up next. What's up, Michael?
7: JJ,
3: my man. What a win.
1: Well, Michael, I mean, what a win indeed. But I, I I, feel like I need to, you know, go for a long walk after we finish up this Spotify green room. Just too much anxiety, too much angst. I mean, dude, every single one of these games coming down in nitty gritty is not good for my blood pressure. It's not at all. But listen, I was going to say this. I was going to say that the Yankees a month ago to win this game. You know what? The Yankees... Five days ago, don't win this game. Yeah, it's been weird with them, though. You know, when you think they turn a corner, they take a step back. When you think they're dead to rights, they go and win a couple of games. They're a very weird team this year. But the amazing thing is this they may be dead in the division. It's still a massive long shot. They're going to catch Tampa. They're two games back at a lost comedy, Oakland A's. They're not giving up on the year, and that trade told you they're not giving up on the year. I'm telling you right now, listen, we've said it all year, Twitter, the season starts tomorrow. The season's listen, if Garrett Cole can't go into Tampa, if he can't get us a win
0: tomorrow afternoon, then that's a a, a shame. We need him to step up. I want seven or eight strong innings out of Cole. We have to win tomorrow. Enough with this two out of three bullshit.
1: They've been awful. That's a great point, Michael. They've been awful in sweeping series this year. Now, here's going to be your problem in this game, though. You're not going to have Britton, and you're not going to have Chapman, and you're probably not going to have Green. So here's your avenue to go and win tomorrow afternoon. You need seven from Cole. You need two from Wazaga. That, to me, is the avenue for the Yankees to win the game. They need those two guys to pitch. That's it. And I'll just say, another point you said, listen, Stanton, man, I mean – I, there's just no. At this point, I've been hating on this guy the second he got here. It's it's a joke at this point. He is so brutal to watch up there. He even
0: knew that slider was coming. He still popped it up. He doesn't even know how to hit a pitch that he knows what's coming. It's unbelievable. Well, I forget who was pitching him. He threw him four straight sliders in the same spot, and he still couldn't get a hit off. He's unwatchable. He really is.
1: When he's going bad, I'm telling you, Mike, it's miserable to watch. Good call, buddy. Good call. It's painful to watch. Look at these numbers for the Yankees against lefties. Or their lefties. Their lefties are hitting 196. They're 28th in baseball and homers. They're last in batting average. They're 27th in on base. They're 28th in slugging. That's where a guy like Gallo is going to help you dramatically. He's going to strike out a ton. He gets on base. He hits bombs. He plays defense. He's going to help this team. I don't love him as a player. He's flawed as a player, but he helps the Yankees. Scotty
3: is up next. What's happening, Scotty? Hey, JJ, thanks for the call. I'm happy we got Gallo and all that, but like you said, he strikes out a lot. But you know what? We need we, we need a lefty power hitter. I mean, I don't know what took Cashman and the mission control and analytics that long to figure out why didn't we get Brantley in the offseason and just Mind boggles was- Well, think about
1: it, Scotty. They could have had Brantley. They could have had Schwaber. And both of those guys would have fit like a glove. So, listen, they made the mistake. I killed them for it at the time, especially Brantley. I liked Schwaber. I loved Brantley. I thought Brantley was a slam dunk. They didn't want to go over the luxury tax. They didn't want to pay him whatever it was 19, 20, 21 million dollars. What's done is done. You're now getting a guy who's going to come in here, he's going to hit home runs. He's versatile. That's another thing I like about Gallo. He's an outstanding outfielder. He can play center if you need him. Not great in center. He also can play the corners. And I wonder wonder how the Yankees are going to go about using him. Is it exclusively in the outfield? Does he get a little time at first base? That'll be interesting to watch.
3: Yeah, I don't know how you feel, J.J., but I feel like we need a first baseman, too. I mean, Voight, I mean, he's a nice guy, but I'm tired. I'm tired of these guys that can hurt a lot. I mean, we need we need guys that can stay healthy, that have their ability. Well, Scotty, I got news for you.
1: I think D.J. LeMay was the first baseman. Uh, this is going to bother a monumental contingent of the Luke Voight fan club. I would rather Ruggie O'Dor play for this team than Luke Voight. Now, if Ruggie is going to go two for 20 and he's not going to hit, we'll revisit this conversation. But Odor's giving him good at bats. He gives you some balance. He can do some different things. I'd rather see Ruggie Odor in this lineup than Void at this point because he balances things out a little bit.
3: And standing, if he wasn't, you know, if they let this guy play the outfield, you know, you could also DH Odor and Voight. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just standing. I mean, like the guys, like guys have been saying, they took the word down of my mouth. He's been pitiful when he's bad. He's
8: bad.
1: All right, he's tough to watch, Scott. He's very, very tough to watch, but he's not going anywhere. Appreciate the call. He's not going anywhere. Guys, as much as Giancarlo Stanton can frustrate you, and listen, if the Yankees could do it over again, there is no way in the world Giancarlo Stanton is a Yankee. He's just not. He's going to play. Unless he finds his way on the injured list, he is going to play. And I'm with you guys 1,000% of the way on throwing them out in the outfield. Let them play the outfield. Now, with Gallo here, Gallo's playing a corner. Judge is playing a corner. What are the Yankees doing in center field? Are they in on a center fielder? Martes and Okone. Are they in on, I don't know, a guy, Max Kepler? Is that possible? If not, you're looking at Greg Allen and Brett Orner or maybe Foreal, if he's not traded. To me, Allen's got to get playing time on this team. If it's between Greg Allen and Brett Gordon for the time being, Allen's got to play. Let's head to the great Doug in Long Island. Dougie boy!
4: What's up, kid? How are you?
1: Doug, what a night, man. You know, I wasn't planning on doing one of these. Then the Gallo trade happens. And I'm so glad I did now because... It was a wild night between the Yankees and the Mets.
4: Two crazy games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable games. Um, I have to tell you, you know, I I have so many people saying the Yankees shouldn't have won for it. There is not one superior team in baseball right now, and that is every reason. And that's why I want the Mets to be aggressive too. This is a year you have to go for it. These don't come alone. You don't know when you're guaranteed to be in this situation. Again, there's not one team in the American League that I would fear.
1: Doug, I don't disagree with that. It is a wide-open American league. Now, listen, do the Yankees have a lot of demons currently against the Boston Red Sox? 1,000%. Am I going to sit here and lecture you and tell you the Yankees are better than Boston? They're not. Things can change, though. And I was not of the belief that I'm going to go and make short-sighted moves just to win this year and this year alone. But a guy like Gallo, Doug, we've been screaming about lefty power for the Yankees for forever. You have him under contract this year and next year. And he's versatile and he's a good defender. And you didn't mortgage your minor league system to go and get him. To me, even though I don't think he's a perfect player, this is a guy who it fits the
4: Yankees in more ways than one. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, of, of course, totally. I will tell you this. If they get in the playoffs, you, you, you're you going to go against, I'll take Cole, Montgomery, uh, Tyon. I will t- listen. If they can get a relief pitcher, I, you know how I, I like the 6-5, to five, Johnny. I would take them. Now, with the Mets, I I cannot see – this team can't hit right. They cannot hit left-handed pitching. It is – Chris Bryant is such a no-brainer move. I don't want to hear about prospects. I can list to you from now until the trading deadline ends. I'll give you prospects who didn't work out for the Mets. The Mets have got to get Chris Bryant. This is a no-brainer. It has to happen.
1: Well, and Doug, if you're going to look at the three big guys that people are talking about, Story, Baez, Bryant. Who fits the Mets the best for this year and in the long term? It's Bryant. It's Bryant. You know Sandy Alderson loves the on-base guy. The versatility he provides being able to play third. And think about next year, Conforto a free agent. You decide not to re-sign Michael Conforto. Boom. You have the ability to go and put Chris Bryant in the outfield. But I think he is the perfect guy to go get for this team. I'm with you 1,000%. Now, I want the Mets to go and add another starting pitcher. Very curious to see what Carrasco gives you on Friday night. I will be at the Met game on Friday night. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Carrasco can do. But I'm going to get myself another starting pitcher, too. And he don't got to be a household name, Doug. But it's the idea that I'm not starting Jared Otcoff. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, please, Johnny, me or you over him. Um, listen, this thing with Bryant, you, you know I'm heavily invested in the Giants, who are now 10-1. to 1. So Chris Bryant is either going to the Mets or the Giants. I, I don't see him going to the Dodgers. I, I just do not see it. But I also believe that Bryant, because I do not see the Mets coming back next year, and with this DH going to be in the National League, they're not going to take Pete out of first. Dom should have been the first baseman in a DH world. They are not going to do it to Pete. I can see Dom being traded, and I can see Bryant. And Conforto is a qualifying offer guy. Boris is no fool. With this stacked offense next year, he's not going to try and get him a regular deal. So to me, they can keep both of them and because they, they're so left handed, it's sad. So
1: Dougie, isn't it funny thinking about the differences between the Yankees and the Mets, where you are lamenting over the fact that your team is so left handed, whereas the Yankee fan, on the other hand, is saying, Man, short porch at Yankee Stadium, we need some of these left handed bats. You know the Yankees and the Mets are not making a trade, but it's kind of funny thinking about how certain guys would fit the Mets perfectly. Other guys would fit the Yankees perfectly. I said this to a buddy the other day. Conforto, now this was before, of course, the Yankees went and signed Joey Gallo or traded for Joey Gallo. But I was like, a guy like Conforto would be perfect in Yankee Stadium. Absolutely perfect. Now that's out now with Gallo, but you kind of get where I'm going.
4: Oh, totally. i tell you, a little more aggressiveness from both of these teams. And you know what? I'm going to look. If, if the Mets do get Bryant and somehow Kimball. You know, I'm going to look at those Subway Series numbers and get in there because Joey Gallo, listen, he does go through those streaks, but when he's hot and getting on base and now you got a guy who can play the field, the Yankees are going to be a different dimension, especially if they keep Allen out there. Well, and Doug,
1: they should, they should, unless they go and get themselves another center fielder. Appreciate it as always, buddy. Uh, Craig Allen's got to play. I mean, have you seen Brett Gardner and the numbers he's put up this year? Ride the hot hand. Allen gives you speed. He's a switch hitter. He's a good glove. Let him play. Let's hit the Leo. He's up next. What's up, Leo?
4: JJ, how's it going, man? Can you hear me?
1: Leo, I got you, baby. What's cooking?
4: JJ, what are the Mets and Uncle Steve Cohen gonna do for Uncle Stevie's first trade deadline? I'm looking around the league. Marte's gone. Escobar's gone. All these contending teams are making moves. I don't know what the Mets are doing. Time's a wasting. What's going on?
1: You're going to make a big move. You don't feel confident in that taking place. I fully expect the Mets to make a big move.
4: This team needs an infielder, possibly Bryant, Baez. This team needs an arm. I know Scherzer said he's not going to the Mets, but I'm just nervous. I mean, we got, what, another day left of this, and I'm just hoping for a big move.
1: I think you'll get a big move. Now, I don't know if it's the Bryant-Baez variety – I think they need to be in on another starting pitcher. And listen, this sure is this stuff is fun. Now, if he was available, yeah, for the Yankees, for the Mets, for any team, he is that much of a difference maker. In fact, Leo, my worst nightmare is waking up tomorrow morning or waking up on Friday and getting the, you know, cocky, shitty eating grin Simmons text with him all giddy, that the Red Sox have gotten Max Scherzer. So I'm hopeful, and I know this isn't going to be music to your ears as a Met fan, but let him go to the Dodgers, let him go to the Giants, let him go to the Padres, get him out of the East Coast. And if it's something that, you know, we got to deal with down the line, so be it, I just can't have Giddy Simmons with Scherzer as a Red Sox. I can't have that, bro. I can't.
4: No, none of us want to see that. But, I mean, a great night for New York baseball. Chapman's been looking great. DJ LeMahieu, with that catch, saved the Yankee season, in my opinion.
1: Well, Leo, yeah, listen, they end up losing this game. I mean, it would have been yet another nominee. Worst loss of the year. I feel like that is a list we have revisited time and time again. And I'll say this. The Yankees have lost a lot of these games. They've lost a lot of games, like last night and tonight. So, that's somewhat encouraging especially down in Tampa. They never win down in Tampa. This is a good series for them, but I'm greedy. Tomorrow afternoon, I want to sweep. Cole's on the mound, and this is where, to me, you push the envelope a little bit with your relievers. I'm not saying that you get multiple innings. Either Britton or Chapman should be available tomorrow. I'm sorry. If the situation calls for it. Maybe Cole gives you eight, and the Yankees win 7-1. Who the hell knows? Maybe they get smoked, and that never comes into play. The idea that I'm ruling them out, no, not in late July. These are big games. I'm sorry. All right, where are we going? Let's head to Charlie and Woodside. You guys are on fire right now. Let's keep it going. What's up, Charlie?
8: Hey, JJ. What's going on?
1: Charlie, what's shaking, homie? What's going on, bro? Uh,
8: well, the day started with watching the Yankee game, then – I know. I, I thought. I, I thought the Yankees at the deadline. Then I thought they're not gonna make this move. And they're not gonna be like staying packed. They make some uh, what's that? Short deals. And I see the Gallo move It's like. Is this a, like a? Uh, I mean, like yeah, lefty bat is good, and but also kind of thinking like, is this a desperate move from Cashman? Um, trying to save his save his ass, save his job. I don't get that
1: sense, Charlie. Personally, I don't. Because look at who the Yankees gave up. Now, they gave up a second-base prospect, this Ezekiel kid, who people really, really like. But I don't see anybody listed within the top five. They didn't throw in the Martian. They're not going to trade him. You didn't see Clark Schmidt included. You didn't see uh, Medina or Gill or some of the top guys, you know, when they have top four, top five. And who's the other kid everybody's raving about? Volpe. I didn't see his name in there as well. So I get the sense this was a deal that was advantageous to the Yankees. They took advantage of their minor league depth, and they added something that is a must for this team. Charlie, we've been screaming about lefty bats for the last four years. I know Gallo's not perfect, and he strikes out a ton. I don't love him, but he's going to add a lot of positive attributes to this Yankee team. I do believe that.
8: Oh yes, yeah, you're playing short porch and yeah, three, three, fourteen down the left, down the right field line. Gaddy's a lefty bats, and I mean, yeah, rookie. The fact that twenty-two home runs out of the, I mean, out of the left hand.
1: from the Yankees, Charlie from the Yankees. That is embarrassing. That's what I mean, dude. They needed a lefty presence, not only because of those numbers, but think about it. You're playing these top-flight bullpens, for example. Not that he's any great shakes, because I think he's a total stiff. Adovino comes in. Now, all of a sudden, Adovino comes in. Oh, it's LeMayu Judge Gallo. Mmm, he's got to face Joey Gallo with that loopy-doop slider coming right into a left-handed batter. That is something that has been missing for the Yankees. Ovaldi with his put-away stuff, nasty on righties. It's a little easier to hit a guy like Evaldi if you got a little extra time seeing the baseball. That matters. I'll tell you what else matters. Charlie, Joey Gallo is an outstanding defensive player and is an outstanding outfielder. That matters to me. The idea of the Yankees getting more left-handed and getting better on defense, that's a win. The negative is the strikeouts. That's what's going to kill me with Gallo. The strikeouts are going to drive me to drink.
8: Oh, oh, yeah, and especially left fielder. I mean, I mean, in terms of like, if you put in decided to put in a corner outfielder. Uh, the fact that that improves defensively because you see f- Clint Frazier, total monumental bust, and I mean, Andujar with the, uh, I mean, not good at left. I mean, not an outfielder. I mean, that improves the right there. And In terms of the uh, uh J.J. the I mean, the but the Yankees going for in terms of the games coming up and everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 54, like, a uh, I mean, games decided with one or two runs. I mean, can can you give me a blowout? Charlie, it's crazy.
1: It's crazy. And, you know, you think, like, watching these games night in and night out, that you're going to get a breather and that you're going to get a laugher. And it just doesn't happen, dude. Every game in Boston, with the exception of Friday, is edgy as seat, uh, for better or worse. The two games in Tampa have played out that way. And with the way this season has gone, why would I expect that to change over the final two months of the year? I mean, would you?
8: Uh, no. I think, yeah, I think bro, it's almost like 100-plus games the fans play. I think this is what this team, who it is. I mean, this team's got to play a bunch of close games. And they're I going to make us all, make us make the fans relax. And that's, I mean, what it got to do? I have to do so. I mean, yeah, even Cole starting tomorrow. Yeah, he might pitch seven innings or eight innings or whatnot. They might continue to, like, play same round of baseball, like, you know, Keep continuing, have runners on, uh, continue to waste them, or not get them in, not not getting for less than two hours with a runner at third. All those, all those uh, stuff happens with the team. So, but hey, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they might, I mean, I mean.
1: Charlie, how about seven run? How, let, let's start here, bro. Appreciate it as always. Love you, pal. How about how, how about seven runs tomorrow? Let's have a nice, easy afternoon, feet up type of day. Afternoon baseball tomorrow. Tomorrow's a hell of a sports day. You got matinee Mets, matinee Yankees, and then you got the NBA draft at night. How about my sister getting some FaceTime with Cade Cunningham, by the way? I, I mean, listen, Cerruti's great. I love him. I, I may have to get Caroline on the, podca- on the payroll here. Start booking some guests. Stealing them, you know? We'll one-up Rusillo and Simmons while we're at it.
2: If we get uh, her roller decks on the payroll. Oh, baby. Let's head to John. What's up, Johnny? Well, first off, you and I both know we're not having an easy afternoon tomorrow. They're going to make it as hard as possible, no matter what. Um, My question, I I was going to say the same thing that you said. I think we got to keep starting Ruben and Odor. He's the hot hand. I think Voigt's, you know, he's been inconsistent when he's played. I think he's got to ride the oak, and we got to keep letting Odor get it done out there and keep leading this team. He seems like a real leader out there.
1: I agree against right-handed pitching. And I know a lot of people are going to make the argument. Luke Voigt last year was one of the team MVPs. He led all baseball in home runs. Well, this year, he's missed a ton of time. And when he's been in the lineup, to your point, he has not been that productive. So I- I'm not in love with the idea of just thrusting him back into the lineup and giving him every day at bats at the expense of Ruggio Dor Because remember, with Gallo now coming into this team, Gallo is taking up one of those corner outfield spots, and when he's not playing a corner outfield spot, they're going to have him over first base. So if Gallo's out in the outfield, that means, okay, either Odor or Voight is going to be in the lineup because Torres is playing every day and Giorgela is playing every day and, of course, LeMayu is playing every day. So, yeah, when Rugi goes through, John, you know, a 3-for-31 stretch... We can revisit this conversation, but because he is hot, let him rip. Totally agree.
2: Absolutely. And he also, my favorite, I'm not the first person to point this out. He shows up to every single fucking mound meeting. There was a, there was a shot tonight where he just slid in through the right side of the frame and he's just such a leader out there. And he brings so much heart on a team that so often seems flat and lifeless. And I think that's really valuable to have in a guy, especially a guy out on the field in the middle infield. So I, I want him to keep playing as much as possible. Listen,
1: both Void and Rugie John, appreciate it. All rah-rah guys. Here's the difference between Rugi and Voight. Rugie's a better defender. Not that he is Joe Morgan at second base. He's adequate. Voight, on the other hand, is a butcher at first base. He is a butcher. You think Void is catching that play today? <laughs> no freaking chance. No chance. Defense matters, folks. I'll tell you what else I like about Ruggie. Guy makes shit happen. He's dropping bunts down. He's running. He's putting the ball in play a little bit more than Void. I'm continuing to play him. I think the Yankees are making a big mistake if they take him out of the lineup. Big mistake. Let's head to Tim is up next. What's happening, Timmy? KJ? Yo, what up, Tim? Uh, you know, look, we, we root for baseball teams that, you know, the ninth inning comes and you're crossing your fingers and hope to God they actually <laughs> save the game. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Um, it's a feeling that I'm definitely not used to as a New York Yankee fan because of all the years I was spoiled by the greatest to ever do it. And, you know, Chapman, over the last four or five years, has profiled as one of the best closers in all baseball. The numbers back that up. But yes, this year with Chapman, this year with the bullpen, this year with the Yankees, it has been heart attack city. And on the other hand, with the Mets, I mean, that's been the name of the game for years, and it continues to be the case with Diaz. And dude, my goodness, did Diaz get away with one today? Rope double, rope hit, needed Conforto to make the throw of the year to bail him out. To, to get him out of that game. And I don't know if you felt this way too, Tim. Did you think the Pablo Sandoval ball was in the left center field gap? Because I did. A hundred percent. You you know, it's Pablo Sandoval who literally only jobs hit home runs off the bench, which he hasn't done since April. But you never know because it's a mess, right? So you just expect the worst. But I just thought this too. Is Joey Gallo, I mean, Dede aside, the first legit power hitting lefty of the Yankees has is Robert Cano. Um, Am I going to count Greg Bird? Does Greg Bird count? I mean, listen, you you threw in, you know, lefty power hitters for the Yankees. Not many of them. And that's, it's crazy to think about. Well, because go through the guys, Tim. It's a good question. It's a good point, man. Uh, They signed Ellsbury, not a power hitter. Total stiff. Worst contract in Yankee history. Gardner, not a power guy. Now, Didi hit for some power. Not a true power guy, though. It was a little bit of a flash in a pan with Bird. But, yeah, you're looking back at Cano and probably Curtis Granderson as the last time the Yankees had a legitimate left-handed power hitter. What a concept. At Yankee Stadium, the less. You know? Holy moly. All right, let's head to Frank. Frankie, baby!
0: Hey, JJ. Good to be back, brother. How you doing, man? Frank, we're doing great. What's up, dude? What a night, man. This is, I, I've been pacing in my freaking apartment for the last hour with these two games.
1: Dude, I believe it, man. If you were a Yankee fan, you were pacing. If you were a Mets fan, you were pacing. And it's a rarity that we've actually had a night where both teams have been on the right end of these particular games. You know, like far too many of these games have gone the other way for the New York locals,
0: especially the Yankees over the last few weeks. Oh my God, I know. They've had so many heartbreakers. It kind of reminded me of like 2019 with the Mets with all those heartbreakers. But wanted to go, I know we're all talking about the Conforto throw, but wanted to give a shout out to the inning before. Familia, he's really been putting it, putting it back together. One walk, 17 strikeouts in July. Striking out Riley with second and third one out. Unbelievable.
1: Oh, great point, Frank. Great, great point. One of the underrated moments in the Met game without question. You had second and third one out. Loop, who has been so good for the Mets, doesn't get the job done. And to see Familia come in, boom, he gets Riley. He gets Dansby Swanson, keeps that at a one-run game. Gigantic, gigantic. And Familia this year, he gets a raw deal from Mets fans because I think they have, you know, PTSD from the quick pitch and Alex Gordon, or maybe it's Gillespie in the wild card game against the Giants. Let's not forget the Mets in 2015 don't get to the World Series if it wasn't for Familia's brilliance. He was absolutely stupendous until that World Series. This year, though, he has reinvented himself, and I think he's thrown the ball really, really well for the Mets. He's been terrific out of that pen.
0: This, and I was saying it to my friends before. They're like, oh, he's not going to give up a run here. I'm like, he's been different. I'm like, Hefner's been working with them. And he's got May going. He's got Luke going. So we got some good – obviously, we got some good pieces. And he's looked as good as 2014, 2015. And remember game five, he got six, six huge outs uh, against the Dodgers in that series. So hopefully he can keep it rolling and not go back to bad familiar like we've seen over the past few years. But obviously, for the trade deadline, pretty excited. We, I, I know we're going to make moves. I know people get nervous. Don't worry. We're going to get moves. We need an arm. We definitely need another arm either – maybe like a back-of-the-rotation guy. I don't—obviously Scherzer's out. I don't think, you know, John Gray would be nice. Uh, Hendricks, one of those those guys, but it might be— Well,
1: it's a big—let's be honest, though. There's a big difference between Kyle Hendricks and John Gray. Kyle Hendricks is a legitimate front-end starting pitcher. Even though he doesn't miss bats, he is terrific. I would love the idea of getting Kyle Hendricks. I can't see the Cubs moving him. Gray, listen, that's a roll of the dice. That's fine, though, Frank. I'm okay with a guy like John Gray in the back end of the rotation because it's not Jared Eickhoff. You know what I mean, dude? I need a starting pitcher who at least can be competitive and can be serviceable as you wait for the likes of DeGrom and Carrasco and then eventually Syndergaard to go and come back.
0: And what, and what I was just going to ask, what are your thoughts? Because this is what I'm thinking with Syndergaard. Obviously, it's an ace in the hole if he comes back. But if he does, I really like him maybe in the bullpen for the, for the playoffs. I love it. Frank, I love it. I think, that, I think that's the move. I think that's the ace in the hole. If he comes back, he's healthy. You keep, you keep his innings down. And he's that, like, because then you have two guys like that. You have Lugo who can go a couple innings and maybe Syndergaard and maybe one more person. It could really – and that's kind of what the Nationals did in 2019 – they kind of, you know, they they kind of piggyback some of their starters in the bullpen. I think that's the move. I think that's what makes us dangerous if we get there with Degrom, Stroman, Carrasco, and then you have those guys in the middle of the bullpen where you can really steal some outs. I think that's going to be the difference.
1: That is a brilliant point. I love that suggestion. Excellent, excellent call. You're not going to be able to build up Syndergaard at this stage in the game. I, I I'd be stunned if that happens. He'd be nasty coming out of the bullpen. Now, can he go back to back days? You're going to have to treat him kind of like Lugo, potentially. That is definitely something I'm thinking long and hard about. You guys have been on fire. All right, we got a couple more before we say goodbye. I thought I was going to do 20 minutes. <laughs> Think again.
7: Aaron, what's up, pal? I have something to say about the Mets and about Jacob Gram. I think this is a little secret. All right, I think I'm right about this. I don't think Jacob Degrom is healthy, and I don't think he will be this season. I I don't. I think the Mets are just as much of a non-contender as the Yankees are because the Yankees' reason is, as you've said many times, the fundamental stuff like getting on base, base running, defense, that kind of thing. The Mets' thing is that they don't have they don't have an ace. All of the teams that have gotten to the World Series in the past few years have had at least one ace. Like. Even the Rays, they had Snell. The Dodgers, of course, have had Kershaw and Bueller over the years. The Astros had Verlander, The Nationals had Scherzer. On and on and on. And the, the Mets, if they don't have DeGrom, they don't have an Ace Walker. Well,
1: I would agree. Aaron, I don't think anybody's going to fight you on that. And we don't know. We don't know the deal yet with DeGrom. I have no idea what kind of shape he's going to be in. Is it possible that the Mets are, are keeping something from us so that DeGrom is not 100% right? I don't know the answer to that question, but if DeGrom comes back and he's the guy we saw in the first two and a half months of this year, the Mets have as good a chance as anyone to get to the World Series. As good a chance as anybody,
7: if he's right. You can say that, but okay, about Anthony Davis throughout the whole season, I was like, Anthony Davis isn't healthy and the Lakers aren't going anywhere. Everybody else was saying, oh, they just need AD to be healthy. The Lakers are going back to the finals. I picked the Suns in that series. And and with the Nets in the Eastern Conference, everybody was like, oh, just wait until the big three gets healthy. I said they're not going to be healthy. At least one of them isn't going to be healthy. When Kawhi Leonard got injured against Utah, and then some people were like, he might come back in the conference finals against Phoenix. I said he's not. So, I don't know. And- yeah, you can't assume injuries. Listen, Aaron,
1: good job on that. That's a fair point. Listen, if we're assuming that Grom is going to be Grom. Let's be careful. Let's see him come back. Let's see him get back to that dominant level that he was achieving where it looked like he was a shoo-in not only to be Cy young, he looked like he was a shoo-in for the MVP. That's obviously out with him missing basically a month now. Yeah, the Met playoff chances as far as being special. DeGrom is the straw that stirs that drink. I don't think there's any doubt. He's got to be great. We all know that. Let's see how he pitches when he comes back. Mike joins us. What's up, Mike?
3: Hey, JJ. Not to bring down the, the mood or anything on a good night for baseball, but how long is Tyler Wade going to stick around on this team? I mean, what do we have to do to get rid of this guy? He's never contributed, and it's just it's been driving me and a lot of other Yankee fans nuts for years now. I mean, what is, how is this guy still in pinstripes?
1: It's a fair point. Here's going to be my counter though, Mike. Because I agree with everything you're saying. I've been rooting for him to be designated. No, forget about that. I don't even care if he's a lefty. He can't even take advantage of the short porch. I have been waiting for the day that you and I can celebrate Tyler Wade being designated for assignment. But for years, I was waiting for that day with Luis Sessa. And the amazing thing about Sessa is that he hung around long enough to actually become a valued and a semi-trusted member of the Yankee bullpen. Now, am I suggesting to you that Tyler Wade is going to become this key cog for the Yankees? Hell no. I'm sticking with my guns. You should stick with your guns. But I kept waiting for that day with Sessa. They actually found a way to trade him. Sooner or later, the Yankees are going to wave their hands up in the air and they're going to say, well, enough for Tyler Wade. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's the end of the year. But the idea of Tyler Wade ever having a serious role on this Yankee team, nonsensical. I,
3: I hear you. And fingers crossed that he's gone by the deadline.
1: Well, listen, Mike, if, if they can find a more you know, suitable and capable replacement, great. Unfortunately, they need a backup infielder. So for now, he's going to be on the team. Brian joins us. What's up, Brian:
9: Hey, John. Uh, kind of hoping Brett Gardner takes the J. Bruce route and hangs up the Cleats midseason, but I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I can't see that. Now, listen, your argument about Brett Gardner being done, legitimate. Um, do I think Brett Gardner should be starting every day for this team? Absolutely not. Now that Gallo's in the fold, Gardner should become the fourth outfielder. Case closed. That should be his role on this team. Um, they're not going to relegate Brett Gardner with how popular he is, with how respected a clubhouse figure he is. And I think everybody knows this is his, probably his final year in Yankee pinstripes. They'll let him play it out. They'll take it from there. But, yeah, he should not be getting serious at bats anymore. It's over.
9: One, one quick point I wanted to make about this game, because it's about the fourth or fifth time I've seen it happen this season against the Yankees. Uh, if the MLB is going to institute this three batter minimum rule and guys are taken out for quote unquote injuries prior to reaching the, that third batter, there has to be some sort of like penalty for that where mandatory days off because I'm not buying all these quote unquote injuries like the way Fairbanks was taken out today. Like if I see him pitch tomorrow and strike out the side against the Yankees, I'm going to be I'm going to be a little upset.
1: Yeah, Brian, listen, I, I, I think it's a very delicate balance and a very slippery slope because, yeah, we've seen a little gamesmanship over the years when it comes to guys faking injuries, and we'll find out with Fairbanks. You know, I'm not going to necessarily suggest that he's faking an injury, but have I seen certain teams try to, you know, get ahead of things? Oh, for certain. All right, last but not least, last one. I mean, we've done an hour. You guys have been killing it. Brian joins us. Hi, Brian. Let's try this again.
8: Yeah, what's up man? Yo, I just want to talk about Gallo man. Like this guy Cashman just came in and did his Cashman thing, you know? It's like it's just awesome. I just I give props to Cashman, you know, he he got him for the low. I was I was listening to you talk about it. You know, you were saying, "Hey, look, I don't like Gallo. I don't want this." And, and I got your point. You just didn't want to sell high and, you know, get Gallo for everything, you know, sell the sell the farm system, but I just love the pickup. Uh, we needed a lefty bat. You're talking about having a lefty. I mean, it's just, and the defense. Oh my God, he's given us highlights over the past few weeks. Well, and that's the thing, Brian.
1: I wasn't in love with Gallo as a player. I totally understand this trade. This trade fits what the Yankees need. Lefty power bat, terrific fielder, can play corner outfield, can play first base, and we'll balance out the lineup. The only negative with Gallo is that we're going to have to deal with Another guy on this team who's going strike to strike out a boatload of times. That's the only negative with Gallo. That's the only thing.
8: I get that, but my thing is like when I look at the MLB, I'm like, well, everyone just strikes out a lot. It's kind of ridiculous.
1: Well, me. you're right about that. Look at Tampa, and that's a misconception that's out there with some of these winning teams. Look at the strikeout numbers for the Astros. Look at the strikeout numbers for Tampa, They are outrageous. They're striking out more than the Yankees, basically, for goodness sakes. And they're winning games. I can live with one or two guys in my lineup striking out. I can't have the entire lineup, though, all or nothing, not making things happen. And that's why, hey, uh, Odor's got to play, though. Just because you go and get Joey Gallo... Does not mean now Luke Voit comes back and he gets his everyday spot. He's got to earn playing time back on this team, as far as I'm concerned.
8: Hey, we can get a hot streak, a Stanton hot streak coming up. You know, we got we promised one of those in August somewhere. I hope.
1: <laughs> well, I'd be Brian. Let's be honest, dude. It would be long overdue for John Carlos Stanton. Appreciate the call. Long overdue. Look, Gal strikes had a ton. If Gal can hit 240 or 250, I am thrilled. Thrilled. The on base is going to be excellent. The power numbers are going to be excellent. The defense you're going to love. You're going to love seeing a guy with that lefty stroke, boom, short porch, Yankee Stadium. Maybe he could put one in the third deck. Haven't seen a Yankee do that in uh, forever. He's not perfect, but he fits. The Yankees made a trade in which they got a player who fits. That and a loaded baseball night, we do an hour right here. That's what we do here on New York, New York. Bonus edition. We're never off. No days off. That's how we roll with this podcast. We got a big one coming up tomorrow night. All the baseball, NBA draft. You guys were terrific. I think we're going to post this one. This one was juicy. I think we're going to post this one. JJ out. Be got everybody.